Welcome to On The Roadcast, Snacks, Trucks and Rock and Roll. Sip of coffee. Zip, 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 zip. This podcast is sponsored by SAE Institute Vienna. Are you into games, movies, music, marketing or programming? So are we. That's why we understand, support and help you. So you can turn your passion into a profession. Choose your study field, discover a hands-on study concept and start your dream of a career in the media industry. Go to www.sae.edu. I had my birthday, 21st, <laughs> and yeah. Haggy and Vicky, they gave you. me a knick-knack dispenser. It belongs to the podcast studio now. Oh boy. This is where it lives now. Okay. And it will always be filled with knick-knacks. We need a subscription to Weight Watchers after a season. By the end of the season, we'll hopefully have made millions of euros, <laughs> millions of euros. so I can pay for my weight loss whatever <laughs> fat reduction surgery uh, liposuction as liposuction, liposuction or as a surgery a very expensive personal trainer who will put me through hell so i lose weight so people this is uh, our call to you send us money or weight watchers subscriptions or more snacks or more snacks whatever another friend shout out to nick he got us beans mm. from the uk the original heinz beans and tomato sauce and We've been farting like animals. More than before. And I didn't even know that was that possible. It, it, it is possible. We it know now. Is. I ate them on Saturday. And You're the still gas farting. still here today. And it's... Wednesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. I wanted to say it's Monday, but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It Let's is meet Tuesday. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we have? Fudge pretzels. A friend of mine bought all of the flavors. And she said yeah. white fudge is not her favorite. So we're not friends anymore now. Yes. Oh, I'm joking. She she liked the chocolate ones best, but honestly, white fudge is that's the flavor. That's, superior. that's the flavor you want to go for. That's true. Uh, we had those um, raw vegan bratwürstel. Brats. Bratwürstel. No, just brats. That's what the Americans call it, brats. I've never fried them ever because we're rebels. Always yeah. swimming against, against the crowd. Stream. The stream. Whatever. Oh, everything. <laughs> so just Anti swim. Anti-everything. What else did we have? Uh, mana waffle. Mana. Mana. Yes. Soletis. Yes. Katya's sour. It's like sour patch kids, but it's not sour patch kids. We also had some vegetables like bell pepper and celery. I see, I see the last piece of vegan sausage and I'm going to eat it now. Okay, eat it. Even though you're breaking oh. your own rule. I'm just saying. Last time you said no snacking during the podcast. Everything's different today because we don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. Yeah, as you might have noticed, it's just Connie and me today. Vicky, uh, you already know us because you listen to every episode of... <laughs> Connie's sure in rebel mode today. Listen to every podcast episode and today's only Connie and I... Because we are out of friends. To <laughs> we're out of friends to no, invite. No, but we decided to... We don't to, like anyone else. We no, don't. also not true. <laughs> <laughs> we decided... Can I talk about what we no. decided? Okay. We decided on doing a little recap. Usually, usually people do it at the end. <laughs> Connie's down right now. This is what you get. I don't remember CPR, so you better fucking survive. <laughs> 
That was the payback for slurping into the microphone <laughs> while I was trying to explain what we're going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I wanted... <coughs> Oops. <laughs> you can talk now. What, what did you want to say before? Everything that just happened, <laughs> happened. Yeah, so what I wanted to say was... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Connie and I thought about doing something that usually people decide to do at the end of the year, but... We don't give a fuck. And since we're in rebel mode today, we're gonna do a little year recap of what has happened so far tour-wise for us in 2022. There were a lot of milestones, a lot yeah. of new experiences, new countries. The beginning of the tour year for us was basically in March. And it started with a big bang. We were on tour in the States for one month. Ruskaya was the support band for Flogging Molly. Then, for five days, we went on a Bahamas cruise. Also, with Flogging Molly, they host this cruise every year. And they bring along other bands. And then, from Miami, after the cruise, we went to Mexico City, played one more show in Mexico, which was a headliner show. And then we went back home to Europe. The touring year started in March, but before that... I was in Nashville for a couple of months doing an internship in a recording studio. And then I was home for six days. And then I went back to the States with the band and with Vicky on that tour. The tricky thing about that was that there was so much to organize and to consider beforehand. And I just wasn't in Austria and could do it with Vicky. I mean, we did it together, but we had to talk on the phone all the time or FaceTime and what it takes for a European band to tour the States. An insanely big amount of work and worry. It took a lot of my hair <laughs> because a couple of years of our, of our lives. <laughs> of our lives. I aged uh, 10 years in three months. It's not like you just hop on a plane and fly somewhere and then play shows. Hotel rooms, a van, you have to rent the backline, you have to make sure that you get the best option that you can get. Compare offers for everything. Yeah, you have to check out how long you'll drive, what the running order is like when you have your get-in and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, of course, getting a work visa. As a matter of fact, you're not allowed to tour the United States without a work permission no. if they catch you it happened to friends of ours if they catch you while you're on tour in the united states without a work permission yes you're declined entry to the united states for, for a life. lifetime that was one of the biggest obstacles to get those working visas and i think until like three days before our flights yeah we did not know if we would get the visas in time for vicky it was more the management part of the whole itinerary and she didn't have any help with it Because the band doesn't have a booking in the States. They don't have a management that yeah. deals with the States. And I read through all the booking contracts. And she did everything by <laughs> herself so and she's not a booker. No. Like it's not her primary concern. Yeah. Like she knows about the contracts, but she's not the one who sets it up and who talks to the venues. It was all her. Then the merch, find a company who produces in the States and sends it somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember how we got the contact to Brad from Enemy Inc. who did our merch for the US and the UK too. But I think it went over Flog and Molly because he is Flog and Molly's merch yeah. producer too. So he produced the merch and then shipped it to the first venue. And Vicky had to estimate how much can we sell, what do we need, of which design, sizes. So it was all on her. And then that's, <laughs> that's more on my part. The 
technical setup, what of our setup can we bring to the States? There is stuff like radio mics and everything that's dealing with frequencies that you cannot use in all of the world. There's so many different laws in every country. You can't just bring some of your radio mics and wireless in-ears and, and stuff. Sometimes you have the frequency of the military or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're blocked. Channels, right? For example, in the States, our usual in-ear system cannot be used because the frequencies are either blocked for military, TV, radio. So it's mm. it's blocked. And also what you have to say, this tour was like no budget. The band basically took out a loan yeah. or something like it that. It was an investment. Yeah. yeah, it was an investment for the band to play in new territory to gain new fans and also an experience they wanted to have. Right. But there was no budget at all. So I had to make sure that we bring whatever we can bring so we don't have to rent it there because it's expensive. Yeah. But we also couldn't just bring anything. And then I had to call different companies and other engineers in Austria or Europe and try to switch some of the gears saying, you can have our in-ear system. Can I borrow a different one that works over there? And you just use ours in the meantime or stuff like that. And I did all of that while being still in Nashville. Yeah, We didn't get too much notice in advance. Information just started flowing in like, shortly before we took off also, so what we had to uh, think of all the time is that we were in different time zones you were in the united states i was in austria then flog and molly's production manager was in the united states in a different part than you were yeah and so it was all just it, yeah and the band hadn't played in a couple of months and i wanted to check out the gear that we would bring and see if it really works and make it flight safe. So within the six days that I was at home, after a couple of months of being away, I basically did nothing but try to get the setup together, say hi to my mom in the head, yeah. say hi to a couple of friends, and then we had tour rehearsal, and then we went back on the road. We arrived there, and one of the cases was missing. Ah, oh, what was also funny was the carnet. The carnet, yeah. <laughs> so how the nightmare proceeded. A carnet is basically if you bring your own gear. It's like a passport you for have to technical You emigrate it from yeah. your country of origin at the customs desk. And then when you come to another country, you have to immigrate it at the customs desk. We didn't have the right paperwork because it got kind of mixed up in Austria. And as I said, it was short notice. So we had like a emergency carnet, a which carnet. makeshift carnet. It's not sure that another country would see it as a valid carnet. We didn't know that. But in Atlanta, fortunately, they were like tired. It was late at night. They were like, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Just fuck. get in here with all your gear. Welcome to the States. But one of the pieces was missing. And then from Atlanta... We had another flight to Nashville because that's where we started the tour. So I basically came back after six days back to Nashville. But one piece of gear was missing. I was running around that airport. It was late at night and I couldn't find someone to help me with it. I was like, we need that. Tomorrow is the first show of the tour and we cannot. I mean, there could have been a way around, but it was just not something that we wanted to deal with at the first show. Right. And I was... Yeah, running around screaming. Uh, everyone was just standing there looking kind of lost yeah. because no one really knew what to do. And finally found someone who could help me. He had a list in his hand and I was like, oh, that's it. That's the tag number. That's my thing. Where is it? And he was like, oh, it's in Amsterdam. 
Okay, nice. Maybe it's yeah. uh, smoking some weed. <laughs> Having a good time, yeah, eating partying. some hash browns. Yeah, meeting some other uh, gear pots and <laughs> hooking up. Yeah, so it was in Amsterdam and I said, okay, we have a flight to Nashville in like 40 minutes. We need to get on the plane with the rest of our gear. Can you send it to Nashville? And he said, yes, we can arrange that. So we get to Nashville, we get in our hotel and it was delivered the next night. And then the morning after, we drove to Knoxville and had the first show. And it was delivered when we were already in bed. Yeah. So it was delivered and we just loaded it into the van the next morning, got to the venue, I opened it and it was completely trashed. Yeah. Every single screw in that rack. It looked fucked up, yeah. I didn't even say hi to anyone in the Flogging Molly crew or band or the other support <laughs> band. I just, I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> just... I don't know. It was super stressful. Like I was watching you while I was counting merch and everything. I felt so bad for you because I could just tell how stressed out you were about having to put this together again on time and checking everything out. It's the first day of the whole the tour. The first show making the first yeah. show. You have to just. find out everything, fix everything and get accustomed to all, to everything and then the least you want to happen is something to be is broken. A broken piece of gear but you you did you did so well yeah it worked together. out the show was great the first one and that was the moment that i could finally like relax a bit after days and weeks of being so tense yeah. i could not sleep i would fall asleep and then in the middle of the night wake up sweating yeah. because i had some kind of nightmare about what could happen on that tour or about something not working because I forgot something. Yeah. It was all on me and it was all on Vicky and of course the band tried to help but still it was us against the world basically mm -hmm. and we were so stressed and so frightened and we talked to each other on the phone both crying <laughs> like oh, fuck it let's let's just stay here. And the band already spent so much money on the visa yeah. because the visa stuff is also super expensive. Then the, the, the payments for the rentals, the flights, the band spent so much money beforehand already that I wouldn't want to be the one that fucks something up for them. It's the same, the same feeling that I had. That was also my nightmare that I would mess something up and I would um, disappoint them. burst this bubble, you know, for you and the band and for myself too. Because I forgot about something. But somehow, it all went well in the end. I cried on a plane to Atlanta. We were on the plane. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And you asked me, what's wrong? And I said, nothing. Just the, all the stress from the last months is finally getting off me or whatever. But and yeah, we made it. The fact that it all worked out and that we had this amazing time on tour, that there were no bigger issues that we both did our jobs and did them well, that's something that I'm really proud of. And that's something that we, as a couple, as, as, a, couple, as, a, yeah. team, <laughs> as a team, will never forget. It just, I think it made us grow even closer as friends and as colleagues and everything. I love you so much. Oh. <laughs> you know, you don't want to praise yourself, but we did a great job. <laughs> yeah. yeah the united states it was really it was surreal it was surreal everything went so well in we my had opinion such a good time such a good time flocking molly fun. and crew as you know we loved we had met hansley on our first episode because we, we are such you. big fans and they were so easy to work with and yeah. so chill the whole crew yeah 
So we started in Knoxville at the beginning of March in, in Tennessee. Then we went to Huntsville. We had a day off. Kansas City was insane. Tulsa was really good. Um, I remember. No, it was in Kansas City, I think. Or was it Tulsa? Kansas City. Sorry, I'm eating. Kansas City, we had like minus 15 oh, Celsius. Yeah, we had... We had all of the so temperatures. Cold. We went from, we went from plus I don't know almost 30 Celsius to minus whatever. It was fucking crazy. Sorry, I got a little bit lost. Yeah, Huntsville, Kansas City, Tulsa, Austin. Austin, oh, Austin was, was so amazing. Good. It was the South by South Southwest. Southwest uh, this week. time. And we were so in this. Nice. We were playing at this place. It's called Stubbs. Bar- Stubbs Waller Creek Empire Barbecue. That was so. Yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed it. It was it a was really so cool, cool a uh, really cool venue because it was yeah an outside venue. Super nice backstage. That was also uh, the city where I almost or we almost lost Georgie. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was in party mode. He but was we were still mode. also one thing that we have not talked about yet on that tour. We still had very strict COVID rules from the whole production, the management of Flogging Molly. They were really strict about COVID rules. Totally so get it. Not no wandering on. around the city, going into bars, meeting strangers, no merchandising for the band. They had yes. to stay backstage. Nobody in the backstage, no fans or whatever, just really isolating on tour. Fortunately, we had. A huge and really great touring party. Yeah, us and the other bands. Great, so we didn't need no outside yeah. people. <laughs> we always had a great time by ourselves. But yeah, so we had to kind of stay in our little group, and uh, I tried to keep everybody from going out and partying. And Georgie was really in party mode, and yeah, we had a little argument, <laughs> but it worked out well. Um, Then we were in Tempe, Arizona. Arizona. I really like that, like a student city. A super nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of in the desert. You were walking around mm-hmm. a little bit on that day. I right? was grabbing coffee for you right. and, and walking around. It was really nice in the venue because I had to set up merch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the view that I had from the venue <laughs> was super nice. <laughs> and then it was St. Patrick's Day, and we celebrated that in. Los Angeles at the Palladium, which was aw- that was such a great day. Yeah. I love LA so much. We also had an off day there, and I went hiking on to the the observatory mm-hmm. and walked around the city. And I really loved when we were in the in the parking lot of the venue and we played cards and ate some fried squid. Vicky and me have this <laughs> lifelong tournament this tournament of rummy where we keep taking down the scores we're in the thousands at this point we've been doing this for like three years now we started in a lockdown i think yeah right just right. Drink, drinking red wine and playing cards all night long <laughs> and watching football games and talking about players asses mm-hmm. and faces but mostly asses asses let's be honest it's just oh, gronk says yeah gronk. yeah okay um, little, uh, little excursion into uh <laughs> Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> I wanted to win one of those Chio tortilla snack helmets so desperately. There were different contests where you could win those snack helmets in huge packages of tortillas and dips. So we joined every contest we could find. And then I won the one of Pulsfia, <laughs> which is an Austrian 
TV station that airs the Super Bowl every year. The thing was that you could only get your prize if you do like a live broadcast from your living room during the halftime break or something like that. So they would like set up a Zoom meeting and have us on TV during the Super Bowl broadcast. We had like the whole day because it was lockdown. We had nothing to do. We were playing cards, snacking, enjoying our tons of tortillas and our snack helmet that we want. And then by the time they put us on the live broadcast, we were, well, tips. Hammered. Hammered. We were hammered. <laughs> it was Buccaneers against, fuck, I don't even remember. It was the first year that Tom Brady and Gronk joined the Bucs and they were like, which team are you rooting for? And we said, of course, the Buccaneers because of two reasons. And we said, the left and the right butt cheek of Rob Gronkowski on live TV broadcast <laughs> on Super Bowl. And we even like both held our left and right hands up when we talked about the butt cheeks at the same time and, and did this like squeeze <laughs> movement with our fingers. And then I had so many friends sending me pictures of what the fuck? I just saw you on TV. What the fuck are you doing? It was but, hilarious. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Wrong says. So back to tour. Back to tour. Um, That's yeah. what happens when we don't go on tour. We do stupid shit. Yeah. That's why we have to go on tour. That's what we also do when we're on tour. Stupid shit. So Los Angeles was insane. I love LA so much. And then we were in California. We had some casino shows at in Funner. Yes, that is actually a city. It's called Funner. You cannot find it it's on Google fun. Maps. It's Funner. Yeah, it's Funner. It was pretty Funner. And <laughs> then we were in Indio and Reno, which was insane. And the whole casino situation was overwhelming. Yeah. Neither of us has ever been to a casino resort. And it's just as crazy as you imagine it. If you're inside the casino part, there is no day and night. You don't know what time it is. You keep losing track of time. And then they have those huge pools and outdoor areas because they sell it as like family vacation resorts. Not only can For the parents, gamblers. yeah. Not only can the parents get drunk and gamble all night long. The kids can play at the pool, and there's like shops in there, and also concert venues, which is why we were there. And we had that for three days in a row, I think, with an off day too. Mm -hmm. So after four days of casino world, we were like so happy to kind of get out of there because people are zombies in there. It's yeah. weird. We turned into into zombies after that too. We also had tons of food and drinks. and Because Kenny kept uh, giving us food vouchers. Yeah, yeah, Flogging Molly, DM assisting, uh, he kept giving us food vouchers and we just slammed the buffets oh, and the yeah. restaurants. And... But anyway, Kenny. it's a crazy world that you get into these casinos. It's just, I don't know. I didn't particularly like it. I mean, it was an experience. I really liked, uh, what was it called? Uh, Fat Tuesdays. All kinds of different flavored margaritas but you could get like xxxxl servings of it i was pissed got drunk. hammered i didn't the pool. even drink all of it i was hammered like after 10 sips i was fucking wasted yeah but it was know. it was nice we took some amazing pictures with sophie when you drink that much margarita all of your inhibitions just disappear disappear <laughs> <laughs> we were at the family casino resort by the pool and took Interesting pictures <laughs> of ourselves. <laughs> Vicky, Sophie, the violin player of the band, and me. When we are drunk, 
we suddenly uh, turn into the Russi Pussies. The band is called Ruskaya, and we are the Russi Pussies. Yes. And then the we do weird band. shit, but still it's our alter no, no nipples to see no. or no, no <laughs> delicate body it's parts. It's family fun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what we did in Reno. <laughs> that's what we did in Reno. And we were in a whirlpool for I don't know how long. That was pretty pretty nice. I almost developed a webbed skin like a frog because I was in that whirlpool for so long. <laughs> that was so good. I loved it. And then we were in Santa Cruz, which was also really nice. And the pier is so cool. I took a walk in the morning. It was a little dusty. And it's like amusement park by the sea. And there's a beach before that and it's, it's i don't know and it was like deserted because it was early in the morning and i loved it, it had like horror movie vibes i love it just took perfect a walk. that's so romantic got some coffee <laughs> loved it um monterey was also pretty cool they had a jazz festival coming which one up, was so the one where we had the, ho the the hotel motel whatever i mean we basically slept in la quinta, la quinta motels la quinta, like la the quinta, cheapest shit that you can find La Quinta, La Quinta motels, La Quinta, like La the Quinta, cheapest La shit that you can find, dirty everything, blood stains on the floor and on the walls. It was authentic. Places where you would never take your shoes off because your feet could fall off if you touched the ground. <laughs> But it was authentic. Hey, we were on a budget. It was authentic and we didn't expect anything else and... It kind of, it, it was part of the experience. I'm still surprised. We didn't find a body in one of the rooms and no cockroaches. Maybe we should ask La Quinta for a sponsorship. The breakfast buffet was just the same in every La Quinta, which was not really a buffet, but we get so used to the shittiest breakfast ever that we sometimes now talk about it saying we miss it. I fucking miss it. I fucking miss the bagels and the They cream cheese. They had like peeled eggs, already peeled eggs, Reps. but sealed in plastic. Weird shit. Uh, yeah, Monterey. Then we were in Oakland and I was in Wal at Walgreens or something like that, just around the corner outside the venue. Super nice at night. Not Walgreens, no, Oakland. Uh, <laughs> um, Ventura. Do I remember Ventura? That was the place. Sorry, I'm eating again. Give me a second. <laughs> the Sour Patch things. Mm -hmm. They're good. I don't like. I don't like the Coca Cola mm -hmm. flavor though. I just had a Coca Cola flavored one. This is not good. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, no. Everything cola flavored that is not Coke is mm. bad. Not good. Anyway. Ventura? No, I'm not done yet. It just keeps getting bigger in your mouth. <laughs> you talking about the sweets? No. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so outside of the venue in Ventura, we saw a hit and run case. Like someone on drugs and drunk or whatever. Oh, this dude. Like flipped his car Fuck. in front of the venue and then got out and started running and police chased him and it was crazy. Right, right. I always, yeah, I remember that one, but I forgot that it was Ventura. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't particularly like the show there because, I don't know, it just wasn't a good show for me in general. The venue was just kind of weird. So yeah, that was the last stop and then we drove back to LA and then we took a flight to Miami. Yeah. From where we boarded the cruise ship. Right. Which was also pretty exciting because we had to Uber to the harbor. You give an Uber driver an address and they get you there. But this lady was like, 
I don't think that's the right address. And we're like, no, that's where our cruise ship takes off. That's where we have to go. She was like, this little tiny Spanish lady. No, I don't think so, she said. And then she drove us somewhere. And we all didn't have like reception or... We also said, just follow. Didn't you have just my phone? The car. In, yeah, right. we had two cars, and she just didn't follow the other car. My phone was in your car, whatever. Yeah, so we couldn't reach the others, and she was driving around somewhere. <laughs> she, she said, "I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going." We're like, "No, you don't know where you're <laughs> don't going." Fucking no. Yeah, that was a hassle. I was super stressed out that moment. Me, me then, too, because yeah. we had no way of contacting the others. We had part of the equipment in our car. The others too. And we had to go to the port and give it to the company that deals with the stages and with the gear on the cruise because they loaded somewhere. It was like a loading dock. Very stressful because yeah, we were in a tight schedule. But we made it onto the ship. We started drinking straight away. But Did we had go? snacks before we got on the boat. We had coffee oh, and yeah. cake. We and were in this like, VIP boarding gate area. Super nice. I enjoyed it. It was super fun. The guests of the cruise, they were like in one terminal and we were in the side terminal with all the other bands. It was like the Titanic. You knew that you're in a different class. Yeah. <laughs> very not well deserved, but we were in a different class. <laughs> yes. It was crazy. Uh, and then we boarded the ship and we went to this floor where we got our backstage passes. The drinking started straight away. And then those cruise ships you're kind of all inclusive you can drink all day long you can eat all day long they have beer they have wine they have cocktails they have everything it's insane we got a cruise room, was, was and crazy. then uh, the craziest five days of our life started yeah basically oh yeah <laughs> it's so hard to explain what, what goes on on that ship but the moment you step foot on it you're in a different world It's super surreal. Also, the fact that I feel like I only saw anybody except for you. We had the same room, but also... We had the same room. I don't know yes. if we ever slept there at the same time. Where were you all the time? You, you know where I was. I <laughs> you know where I was. <laughs> we won't tell you. I think I, I really just saw the band when they were on stage. Yeah, the only time we really all met and got together was when we had the two shows on the cruise ship. One was in the atrium, and then one was on the rear end of the ship. But under deck. Under deck, yeah. That was the second show on day number four, and there were a lot of waves that day. And if so you're and exactly what the theater is, that's where you feel the waves the most in the ship. And during the show, I felt like the floor was moving. The feeling during that gig, I cannot describe it. I had to hold on to something all the time because I felt like I was going to stumble. It was super funny. I was impressed by how Roskaya pulled it off dancing and everything on stage while the waves were that crazy. We went to uh, Bahamas as well. We yes. had a stop at the we Bahamas. Had, we had two, Nassau and Grand Bahama Island. And we went to the beach both times. Some people didn't make it off the ship. We did. The second time I just napped in the sun because I couldn't really, I couldn't even like swim or something. Like I that. only went off the boat And I first stopped. Oh, you had, oh, okay. I was at two different beaches on two different days. That's what I know. And I always brought booze from the ship. So that's probably <laughs> why I don't know exactly anymore. But um, so, yeah, we also did some sightseeing, if you want to call it. We went to Dairy Queen and had some ice cream. In Nassau. In yeah. Nassau. <laughs> It was good. I lost you in Nassau. Oh, yeah. We lost each other. And then where did we meet? In the in the room on the ship. Hours later yeah. on the ship, we met again. I was looking for you. Everyone on that cruise was 
super friendly, super nice. Super drunk. The fans of the bands that played and the Flogging Molly fans, they they were super nice. Like Haki looked like a lobster. Cooked lobster red. I did this little tour recap one minute reel it's on my instagram and there's like a little part where he's running at the beach it looks it looks so so painful we went to mexico after that to wrap the whole ordeal with getting into mexico up a little bit we flew from miami to mexico city got out of the plane had to deal with the carnet stuff again remember that's like the passport for a technical equipment and uh, almost got sent back home if One very friendly person from the Austrian embassy didn't accidentally just pass by, see us and say, hey, you guys need help. And we were like, yes, please. Aren't you from the TV show? Yes, we are. We need help. And yeah, he helped us. Thank you again so much. I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. but Thomas. Thomas. His name was Thomas. His name was Thomas. Thank you so much. You saved our asses and we made it to our show in Mexico City. Thanks to you and your... Uh, super nice co-worker as well yeah mexico was was amazing busy. too it's such a busy city uh, there's millions of people millions of cars and millions of people in one car or on <laughs> including one us in one car <laughs> in, in those little ubers nobody gives a shit the fans were pretty awesome they were like waiting in front of the hotel and that, it was the first ever mexico gig for the band And they were super excited for them to come and they were giving out little presents, even to Vicky and me, like yeah. super sweet. And the hotel was really nice in a nice area. So we were walking around there having all the tacos that we could find. It was like one last big, let's just fuck it and stuff our bodies with tasty Unhealthy. food before we go home and go on a diet, which we haven't done <laughs> until now. But We have. We had a juice cleanse. Yeah, I did, yeah, we, oh, but yeah, when we got home from Mexico or from the whole tour, Vicky and me um, decided to do juice cleanse. Which was a torture. For it was me. a torture. Never again. And I didn't do the whole five days. I They say like you could snack some nuts, me having like a whole bag of nuts a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't really Fuck work yeah. out. But yeah, juice cleanses are incredibly not effective <laughs> and not necessary no don't do juice cleanses no matter how many tacos you have before <laughs> it's not worth it yeah you're I've... just angry all the time <laughs> oh yeah you can't sleep you think of food all the time yes oh my god never again do you remember in mexico when we went out of the venue and there was a uh, stands with bootleg merchandise all over oh, the place the contraband merch oh my god and they had like the worst designs they had like all the Ruskaya logos that ever existed from like 10 years from ago from 10 years ago on one shirt in the worst colors and it, ugh, it was so good i loved it we stands had a good laugh stands of contraband merch stickers and it was so funny we bought some of we, it because yeah. we just had to it, gotta I, support we your uh, local vendors yeah it was a tough show The last little bit of energy in my body, I had to gather it to do that show. The venue, the sound system and everything was kind of, yeah, it was tough to work with. It was steaming hot in there. It too. was steaming hot in there. It was so packed. I could not get out of the front of house area, but people loved it and celebrated and, and were so happy for the concert to happen. So it was good. But after that, I was just so out of energy. I could hardly get the band out of the venue after the show. 
the fans just wouldn't first of wouldn't leave and wouldn't leave the band alone and the band didn't want to leave and i was like guys we had to go, go because now. we had to sleep a little and then catch a flight home but of course no one really wanted to go home even though we were all so exhausted no one wanted to go home yeah because i think the tour blues that's something that we mention every now and then the moment you get home after something like that is just unbearable it's you feel very it's, empty it's right? a very first world problem to say <laughs> you just had the greatest experience and now you're sad because it's over and because there's new experiences to come i think we all wanted to just enjoy the moment for a little bit longer yeah but yeah we had to go back to the airport and then i lost my fucking oh immigration my paper and from mexico yeah that you get when you immigrate and then when you fly back home you have to show it at the check-in and i couldn't find it anymore and i sprinted through the airport for like two hours <laughs> so stressed out from info desk to info desk to somewhere where i could print out stuff because they had a printer but they wouldn't let me use it and And then you pay like a fee and you get your thingy and then you can go. But I had to like cut the line of 50 people. I was like, it's an emergency. And they were like, fuck you. And I was like, no, I have to go <laughs> home. I want to go. So I, I managed that. But I was, after that, that was my end. I yeah. think I slept through the whole flight home. And then when I got home, I opened the door to my apartment. And I see something in the pocket of my check and I was like... No way. And that was the immigration paper, the original <laughs> one. I just had it in the pocket of my jacket. Oh, but yeah. I didn't check it because I was so done. My brain was so fried after one month of insanely crazy touring that I kind of forgot to check my pocket. Main thing is you made it. We took you home with us. Really glad about that. <laughs> that, oh, was, that was insane. What was your favorite moment on the US tour? Should I make it a cheesy moment? Because, you know, I'm the cheesiest person on earth. Okay, I'll say my favorite moment. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment was when we were in Lake Tahoe. We oh. saw a friend who recently moved to Lake Tahoe. She was guiding us to the lake, which was beautiful. And then she showed us this super old... more. The Biltmore Hotel slash casino, oh, yeah. casino sl and it had a wedding chapel in it, and it was so spooky. Everything was kind of trashed and broken and it. old, and it was all like the carpets and the walls. Everything was super seventies, sixties, seventies, and it was so spooky. And we went to that wedding chapel, and it was completely dark in there. And then Mario Engel, Vicky, and me, we played out the scene from Friends. <laughs> from TV show Friends where Ross marries this chick or wants to marry this chick but he accidentally calls her Rachel and that was so fun and that's haunted awesome it has a, like a whole a background ghost. story yeah. of, of a ghost Mary I think her name is I'm there with my best so friends nice. playing on a scene from Friends that was my that was your special moment, moment. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's so hard to say Angela hmm. and I w were walking through LA through Koreatown or something like that. And we decided to have pizza at Little Caesars. And uh, the first thing that I saw on the pizza box was my Spanish and black name, uh, Sephora Savalano. Uh, yeah, they got my name wrong for some reason. And then Angel and I, I was like, what the fuck? How did she understand Sephora Savalano? Anyway, Angel and I took our pizzas and we decided to eat it in the dark parking lot. 
right outside Little Caesars. And we heard some squeaking. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was looking around and there was rats gathering around us because they smelled the pizza. <laughs> and everybody else would just stand up and leave, I think. But Angela and I, we were just like, oh, fuck it, and <laughs> shoot them away. <laughs> and they were coming and squeaking. I was hiking the yes. Hollywood Hills while you had pizza with rats. Oh, yeah. And then one other time we had a day off somewhere and we did laundry <laughs> stuff. And then I went hiking too. And I came back and you spent all day at the motel. You had a very tough day. You were like out Super of energy. Yeah. And I made a picture of Vicky in her bed <laughs> next to me with all the snacks lying around her just looking absolutely wasted like oh, so good drug addict i don't know you look you i was I, i felt like it I it was think a tough day i felt like a drug addict traveling and working the shows and all the experiences that you have and all the, the new stuff that you see every day the new people you meet it just drains you and your energy levels sometimes are extremely low sometimes you just need some Snacks in a bed. Some snacks in a bed. And, and serial some, killer podcasts. Yeah, and just lighter and, and... No one died. The van didn't break, break down. Did in Manchester the first not day. Not in the States. Not in... I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because remember, we drove through the desert for such a long time. Yeah. With all, no gas stations anywhere. It was like in a movie. Yeah. We were all constantly just looking out of the window, passing these super picturesque landscapes and the, the towns. It's so it's so classic. Yeah, it's like really in a classic nice. Western movie. I mean, a little bit more modern, but just, just this one big street that go through town and then you have like the bank and the saloon and that, you know. Do you remember? We were in the middle of the desert. I don't remember where it was, probably Arizona or something like that. And we had to stop because everybody had to pee. And we went and there was just a little hut with restrooms and a warning sign, beware of the rattlesnakes and stuff like that. And we went into this restroom and it looked as if somebody had oh. exploded the walls, the tiles Everything on the was walls. covered in shit. It was, I took a picture because I could not believe it. It looked like somebody fucking exploded after eating 12 burritos and the walls were just covered in fucking shit. That was also one of my favorite moments because I just me, me couldn't too. believe it. <laughs> I still have the picture. Sometimes I look at it. And it was Did there before we arrived. It. Yeah, yeah, it was because there before. Because if it would have been one of our people, I would be very proud. <laughs> yeah, I would be very concerned. <laughs> also uh, very but proud. proud. <laughs> also, we got to mention all the different gas stations and gas station snacks. Yes. We, we oh. love tomato juice. <gasps> so canned tomato juice in every station. And this pickle jar. Yeah. And the, also, in the middle of nowhere, there was the most unusual fucking gas station or With whatever like grandma's handmade everything that they pickles. sold and we got grandma's pickles in a jar yeah and then i think we got three jars and one of those and okra, ended up pickled okra it's so good i think georgie forgot his one in the van and it ended up still being there after the whole tour yeah. it ended up developing legs Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Georgie might as well. Do you still take want to eat those pickles? <laughs> take Rem this reminds out. me of the pizza that we had on our last tour, oh, like God. two weeks ago. We had a lot of after-show pizza, and I'm not sure if it's going to be huge enough. Huge family pizzas, like we could not have <laughs> eaten that. And after like three, four days of the pizza just standing in the night lineup we were like starting to throw it away and the guitar player of the band kept saying i still want to eat that take and then it out of the trash once someone trashed 
the rest of it. And then he was like, no, take it back out. I'm still eating this. And we took it out of the trash, which also reminds me of another story. Reminds me of another story, too. Um, so we're not talking about the States tour anymore. But on, on that last Nightliner run, it was also my birthday in between. And shit got crazy. Shit got weird. We were pissed drunk. Yeah, and kind of overstepping in many ways. But <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Someone shit on the coach? Yes. Because it's not it's not allowed to take a dump in the bus. And you can't use toilet paper. If you do, you have to put it in the in the bin and not in the toilet. You can flush anything solid. You can just pee in there. If and you have diarrhea, that's fine too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was peeing. And it was like day three, like the day after my birthday. And I was in a very strange mood thinking about how great contemplating life yeah i was like huh it's so beautiful to be here and then i suddenly <laughs> pooped <laughs> i forgot that i wasn't supposed to poop it was solid poop oh. so i was like shit what am i doing now and i was like considering waking up vicky asking her for help vicky tour management I like, issues no, i can do this when you have a dog and it makes a poopy we have those little bags i put a little bag yours was not a poopy was, it was a poop. straight up poop poop, poop. <laughs> i took a little plastic bag over my head <laughs> collected my fortunately solid poopy poop and <laughs> poop. <laughs> then tied a knot in the bag and then put it into another bag and tied the bag too and i knew that other bag uh it was going to be thrown out anyway because the night before someone puked in it so it was already like, okay, everyone knows that's going to be trashed in, like as soon as we make the next stop. So I put my poop in there as well. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was the most disgusting trash bag ever. Yeah, I hope that because it was in Germany and usually in Germany, um, people who live on the street, they oh, look through no. dustbins because you can um, make money out of empty bottles, plastic or glass. So they usually look in the dustbins. I really hope no one ever opens that bag. I hope so too. I really hope. If so, I'm very sorry. It's gonna make you murder. I love it. Uh, but I found the way out and I'm very proud that I did. As I said before, we could keep going on and on because every moment that we talk about brings another moment. Another memory, right? One thing that we wanted to mention today is that Two episodes ago, we had Ricky Fizz as a guest. And Ricky. That was one part of it where all the three of us have not reacted in the right way, which was when she told a story about the singer of her band being groped by the balls during a concert. We were laughing about it, but whatever you identify yourself as, it's never okay for anyone to just grab you by the genitals. Yeah, Potash, uh, sorry for not realizing what situation you were in. I hope it never happens again, especially because we saw ourselves in those situations as well. Sometimes people just come too close. Yeah. Like we said in the beginning, we wanted this to be a recap of what happened so far this year. And we just ended up speaking about the United States. But I feel like this was such a huge chapter in Connie's life, in my life, in our careers, in Roskaya's career. Also fabulous moments with our friends from Flogging Molly. But I guess that's it for today. Connie, do you want to say something more? I mentioned mm. that I celebrated my birthday and I really love Italo hits. Mm. 
it was my birthday so i was allowed to be the dj after the show in the backstage and then other bands kept coming over and joining us for the italo hit party i had the best band yeah startzeit was there and i had the best night ever also the day after we made a pit stop in hamburg which is such a beautiful city then we met um some friends from the the fly hi 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 great band They just published a song featuring Ruskaya. It's Señorita a really great song. I'm going to add that to our tour playlist just you because should. It's, it should be in there. And yeah, then we went to another festival where it was raining and it was storming, but also kind of a weird but good night in the end. So I just had such a fun birthday and it all starts and ends with the Italo hits. No, I don't There's like an Italo much. hit for every situation in yeah. your life. But there's and only there's one real. There's one Italo hit that beats all of them. It's like a German Italo hit. So trashy. It's so extremely trashy. You I don't won't know what you're it. talking about. And Give if it you, away, Connie. It's not even on Spotify. Mm-mm. It's only on YouTube, which is why Senorita Bam Bam by Le Flying Ruskaya is going to be the song that we add to the playlist for this right. episode. Mm-hmm, But mm-hmm. the outro song is going to be a different one, which is our favorite Italo hit ever. Yes. The name of the artist is The Quinto Rocco. And he has the most obnoxious tremolo in his voice. And mustache. Yeah, his It's mustache insane. is insane and It's his music is joke. even more incredible. Connie, um, that's DJ what? Connie, hit it. Bitte gib mir eine Chance. Ich will dich nie mehr belügen. Denk an das. 